I'm excited to share the word with you today and to be um, very honest with you. I'm happy with the message that God wanted me to share with you because it is, um, it's, an, it's an encouraging word. Sometimes God gives us a message as pastors and teachers and preachers that, that he wants us to share and it can be a little bit tough or uncomfortable, right? Because sometimes it can step on our toes and things like that. And, but this one is, is, is very encouraging. And today we are going to look at the favor of God, the favor of God. So look at your neighbor and say, I'm God's favorite. Favor has a few different definitions, and I'm going to share a couple today. One is the act of kindness beyond what is due or usual. And the other is to feel or show approval or preference for. So the word favor appears over 100 times in the Bible, and in many situations, um, it means a special benefit or a special blessing. And I don't know about you, but I want these things, right? I want these things in my life. I mean, who doesn't want kindness beyond what we deserve, right? Who doesn't want a, a preference or a benefit or a blessing more than even what we deserve, right? So I want those things in my life. So maybe you don't, but I do, right? So we're going to talk about that. From the get-go when I started looking at favor and favor of God, it reminded me of, it was just the running family joke to, to sign cards and, and different things like that to my parents, your favorite, right, your favorite. So we teased about which kid was the favorite all the time. So it was always the running joke. And so my sister always said that she was the favorite because she was the oldest. She was the firstborn, right? So she said she was the favorite because of that. My brother said he was the favorite because he was the only boy. He was the only son. And so I always said that I was the favorite because I was the youngest and the baby and the best looking and the smartest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She said the most rotten as well. <laughs> but I'm kidding. I don't really know why I was the favorite. I just was. So see, we always joked about that to the point that we really actually had it put on my brother's headstone. My brother passed away before. My mom did. We actually had it on his headstone. On my brother's headstone, it reads, Mom's favorite son. Just because we, we always did that. It was just a running joke. And so being favored is pretty special, right? It's pretty important. We want people to love us above others. We want people to show us respect and re have a regard for who we are. And so the word says that God showed favor to different people throughout the Bible, and he continues to show favor and blessing daily. And a few of the verses we're going to, I'm going to read from a few verses today, but today we're going to start with Genesis um, chapter 6, verse 5. When the Lord saw that human wickedness was widespread on the earth, and that every inclination of the human mind was nothing but evil all the time, the Lord regretted that he had made man on earth. And he was deeply grieved. And then the Lord said, I will wipe mankind whom I created off the face of the earth together with the animals, creatures that crawl, the birds of the sky, for I regret that I made them. And verse 8 says, Noah, however, found favor with the Lord. So these are the family records of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among his contemporaries. Noah walked with God. And Noah fathered three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. 
It said the world, the world was full of evil, right? And so God decided he's going to wipe out mankind, but it says Noah found favor. He was a righteous man, and he walked with God. So first, I just want to talk about just a little backstory um, about Noah for just a second, his favor with God. The word says that it was, the world was wicked, so bad that he was willing to wipe out all mankind. So in a corrupt world, Noah was righteous and walked with God. So that in itself is an accomplishment. That in itself is impressive because it's hard to be righteous even when you're with righteous folks, right? We have a hard enough time being righteous and just when we're with other people that are righteous and just. But being righteous and just in a world that is corrupt and wicked is even harder. So that in itself is impressive. Because of this, he was shown favor. So how was he shown favor? So little backstory says God confides in Noah. He tells him he's going to send a flood to wipe out mankind. And then he tells him he's going to build an ark that will fit his family and every animal on earth. And he gives him exact directions, kind of like a blueprint of exactly what he needs to do. And in verse 18, he tells Noah, but I will establish my covenant with you and you will enter the ark with your sons, your wife and your son's wives. And if you skip to verse 22, it says, and Noah did this. He did everything that God had commanded him to do. So God was showing Noah favor because he was righteous. And then he established a covenant or a promise with him that he will enter the ark and be saved from the flood that will wipe out all mankind and everything in it. But verse 18 might be my favorite in this chapter. If you know anything about me, you know that I love God and I love my family more than anything else. And verse 18 says, God gives a promise to Noah that he will enter the ark with his family. It doesn't tell us in the Bible if Noah's wife and sons and their wives were righteous. It doesn't mention it much about it. And they have been. But the Bible doesn't mention them by name. The Bible says that Noah was righteous and Noah found favor with God and because of that I think that he, he mentioned Noah by name and I think that his family was shown favor because of his walk with God his family was shown grace because Noah walked with God Noah knew God and so his family was saved from destruction as well um, and now that is favor. That's the favor that I want on my life. I can't imagine the amount of times that I was shown favor and I was shown grace because of my mom's walk with God. That I was shown favor and I was shown grace because of my grandparents' walk with God. That I was shown favor and I was shown grace because of my church's walk and covenant with God. The people in this place at this time, right? His family could have been destroyed, but Noah knew God and they were spared. And I've just been thinking over and over while I've been reading and researching and writing 
Who can gain favor from me knowing God? Who can know favor from me trying to be righteous and walking with God? Because I was shown favor because probably some folks even in these pews right now prayed over my life. But favor requires commitment. Noah worked hard for over 100 years to build the ark. And it didn't happen overnight. It was a big task. And I'm sure he had questions, and I'm sure he had concerns. And I'm sure he probably didn't even know where to begin at some point. And it doesn't say, you know, what his occupation was or what his, uh, you know, trade was. Maybe he was a shipbuilder. Maybe he wasn't. I think, you know, if I know God and his, you know, humor sometimes, that maybe he didn't know anything about boats and he told him that he needed to build an ark. Because sometimes we just, we're like, God, what do you want me to do? And it's something that we've never done before that we don't know anything about. So maybe it was, you know, maybe he was a shipbuilder. We don't know. But the word says that he did everything God commanded him to do. So maybe he was a shipbuilder. Maybe he wasn't. But what it came down to at the end of the line is that God told him, I have a covenant with you. I have a promise with you. If you build this ark, I'm going to save you and I'm going to save your family. And so he worked over 100 years. He didn't get to work for a day and stop. He didn't get to work for five days and stop. He didn't get to work for a year and stop. He didn't get to work for 10 years and stop. It was a commitment. It was a long time commitment. Sometimes we get into something and we want to stop after a day. Sometimes we pray for things for six months and we're looking up to heaven and we get mad at God because he's not listening. He worked for over a hundred years on what God told him to do. And then in turn, God kept the covenant and they were able to get on the ark with his family. The favor of God protected them protected them. Genesis 12:1 reads, "The Lord had said to Abram, leave your country, your people, and your father's household and go to the land I will show you. Get up and leave and go." He told him to go, right? And he said, "I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, will I will curse." He's going to bless him and make his name great. That's what this says. He's going to bless him. He's going to make his name great. And then he says he's going to be a blessing to others, right? He's going to be a blessing to others. I want to be a blessing to others. And then anyone who blesses him is also going to be blessed, okay? Also going to be blessed. And then whoever curses him is going to be cursed. I mean, that's it. To be blessed And for the others around me to be blessed. And then anybody who blesses me is also going to be blessed. Right? That's the good stuff. Right? And so he had to be faithful and obedient and do what God wanted him to do. He said, I need you to go. And so he had to go. Right? Sometimes we want to, we will walk in the favor of God, but we don't want to do the work. Right? Or we want to do it for a minute and then we want to stop. We want to quit it. Okay? He had an abundance of favor, but also it required some work. Genesis 39, 21 says, But while Joseph was there in prison, the Lord was with him. 
He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. And so let's read it again because if you case you didn't get it the first time, he says, while Joseph was there in prison, I didn't say that he was out on a lake. I didn't say that he was on a beautiful island. I didn't say he was on the mountaintop. I said he was in prison, right? He was in prison. He was entangled. He was enslaved. He was somewhere that he didn't want to be. He was somewhere that he didn't need to be. While he was in prison, it says the Lord was with him and he showed him favor. He showed him favor in the eyes of the prison ward, right? Sometimes we're going through some stuff that just isn't fair and that just doesn't make sense, right? So we think, why did I lose my job? Why am I still sick? Why are my kids still not saved? Why can't I be free from this addiction? Why does my world feel like it's falling apart? Why can't I seem to get everything in line? Once everything good, something good starts to happen or I take one step forward, I get three steps back taken behind, right? So one time, it just seems like one thing after another sometimes, right? But the word said that he was in prison. He was in prison and God still showed him favor. So just because we're favored and just because we're loved doesn't mean that we don't have lessons that we need to be taught. It doesn't mean that we don't get to just be disobedient. We have to be obedient. And God's trying to lead us and guide us, right? I tell my young people all the time in youth group, and they're probably tired of hearing it. I say, if you have somebody in your life that's mentoring you, that's trying to guide you, that uh, pulls you to the side and says that you're doing something wrong, well, you better be thankful for that person in your life because those are the people that really care about you the people that get in your stuff and tell you in your face and say you're not doing the right thing you need to get it together because the people that don't care will sit back and not say anything to you because you know what it's really easy to just sit back and not say anything the people that love you in the life that care about you they're in your face and they're trying to mentor you and they're trying to guide you and I, just, I mentioned a story, and Grace will probably kill me, but, you know, when she's a teenager, typical teenagers do stupid stuff, right? And so one night she, she texted, and she said she was in for the night at her friend's house. I knew she wasn't in for the night at her friend's house, right? You know, they do that sometimes. And so I, I laid there in bed, and I thought, you know, I'll just, it's fine. You know, I'm sure she's okay. And it just went all over me, and I thought, you know, I'm going to go and find Grace. She's probably somewhere that she doesn't need to be because I, I needed her to be protected right I was I'm a protector and so it would have been real easy to stay in that bed at midnight it would have been real easy to stay there but I didn't stay there I got up because I wanted to protect my daughter and I knew she was probably somewhere that she didn't have any business being and so I got up and I started making my rounds and I drove around town and I said where are you and she said I'm here I said no you're not because I'm sitting right here you're not here your blue truck's not here right and so we, we finally come out and I remember like oh she was so mad at me because it's embarrassing right it's embarrassing your mama shows up somewhere that you're you're not supposed to be that's embarrassing and sometimes kids will get in your face and they say I hate you you know when you when you're trying to protect them and guide them and leave them but it's really easy to sit back on the pew and just sit there and not say anything at all but the people who are really in your life that love you and want the best for you those are the people that are in your face and I hope to this day she'll say I'm glad my mama was driving around looking for me one night because sometimes we end up in places that we don't have any business being, right? Sometimes as Christians, we don't even know that we're in a place that we don't have any business to be. 
then we should be somewhere else. And so sometimes God says, I need this to happen because I'm trying to lead you. I'm trying to guide you. I'm trying to direct you because I'm trying to show you favor because you're my favorite. See, if I didn't love Grace, if I didn't love my kids, I wouldn't care what they do because they're my favorites. My family are my favorites. And so I'm constantly in their faces. It drives them crazy, but I'm constantly in them because they know I love them. They know I care about them, right? And so the people that love you. God loves me. I'm his favorite. He cares about me. So if I ever get a little off the road or if I start doing something that maybe I shouldn't be doing or getting some thoughts that I shouldn't be having, sometimes God's got to put us right it back in the right direction because I'm favored. I'm favored in the eyes of God, right? I favor my grandbabies too. You know, if they if they do something and and, and and if they do something and it's dangerous, like most of the time I don't get start their babies. You know, I don't get starting with them at all. And Mariana did something the other day and she was gonna catch her finger on it. And I said, No, no, no. Lolly had to get her stern voice out, right? <laughs> because she was gonna be hurt. And I'm a protector. And I know we laugh all the time at, at Ronnie. My mom was, my mom, you know, my mom loved the grandbabies. And Ronnie was a young kid, and she never, she never spanked. She never got stern. She just, you know, you know how you are, grandparents, you can do whatever you want. Well, one time Ronnie ran out in front of a car in the road. My mom had a flat swat, and she swatted his behind with that flat swat. He could not believe that Memo had done that, right? I mean, he was tore up, like, oh, my God, like, she swatted me with the flats out, right? Memo, who never does anything, you know, like, you can do whatever you want at Memo, but it scared her, and she needed to protect him. She needed him to know that he could not do that, that it was not safe because he was one of her favorites. We can still find the favor of God in the midst of adversity. We can still find the favor of God in the midst of adversity. This favor was linked to the presence of God in Joseph's life, and as a result, he received promotions and preferential treatment. God's favor opened doors, a promotion, and opportunity. Joseph didn't take the favor for granted. He worked hard, and he honored the leaders that he served. And Joseph reminds us that while we do not labor or work to earn God's favor, we're still required to walk in it. We don't have to labor or work to receive God's favor, but we do have to walk in it. Psalms 512 reads, For you, Lord, bless the righteous. You surround them with favor like a shield. The righteous man is blessed and surrounded with favor like a shield. We are encompassed with his favor. It isn't small, it's large. And in the Hebrew, if you look at the translation of this, when it says shield, it's not talking about a shield this big or this big. It's talking about the shield the size of a door, a door frame. That's the kind of shield it's talking about. That we are shielded by the favor of God. Right? That big. Right? That big. The favor of God. That door. The favor of God. The favor of God is magnificent. And we should learn to live in it and rely on it.
learn live in it and rely on it. My kids knew that they had the favor of my mom. They knew that all they had to do was go in and mention something that they wanted or, or needed and that my mom was going to make sure that they had it. And, and, you know, Pastor Brian mentioned in his prayer earlier that when you go to your mama's house or your grandparents' house, it wasn't no coming in and saying, hey, can I have a snack? Or I'm going to look in the pantry. Is that okay? No, you walk through the front door and you go to the pantry and get what you want. You go to the refrigerator and you get what you want. And then we've got the meal out and everything's ready and nobody's supposed to eat yet and then somebody comes over and slips a piece of ham or slips an egg right you don't have to ask you just do it because it's your mama's house and you're shown favor there right you're shown favor and that's the way it was with the girls the girls and the the kids all came in and and they knew that they could do whatever with mom and if they if she didn't have something that they wanted well then they knew that when they she went to the store they were going to get it there and Beth would go around Walmart. We'd go to Walmart. Mom would get on her little scooter buggy thing, and she says, I'm going to go with Mamma. Well, I bet you are, because by the time at the end of the trip we came around, Mom would maybe have some trash bags and a couple little items in that basket, but don't you worry. The basket was full of whatever Aaron Beth wanted. It was in that basket, right? And then it got to the point where my mom couldn't go to the grocery store anywhere anymore. She she was not able to get out, and so if she, um, if she couldn't get my sister to pick it up at the store for that she put on the list, then she learned how to order stuff online herself. And so, <laughs> and if she didn't know, then Aaron Beth helped her. <laughs> they had favor. They went in and they got it. Sometimes they didn't even ask for it, and then sometimes they did, but they received it. They received it because they knew they had the favor of my mama, right? We have the favor of God. We should walk in it, and we should live it, and we should ask for it, and then we receive it because he's a good good father he's a good father yes amen and so I, I tell you what uh, walking in the favor of God once you walk in the favor you will never learn to live any other way you will not want to do it any other way I know my kids in my youth group they think I'm crazy because I don't think that they've grasped the magnitude of it just quite yet right that I tell them sometimes I pray for the favor for a parking space I pray for the silliest things for the favor but you know what whenever my kids went over if they wanted to pecan twirl they got it if they wanted a fruit roll up they got it my mama gave it to them and so sometimes it was silly things but she wanted them to be able to ask for what they wanted because she wanted them to feel comfortable in her house right in her house and so my God says you can come to me and ask even for the silly things I can walk in the favor of God I can ask for favor for the parking place I can ask for favor for the job that I want that I'm not quietly qualified uh, quite qualified for I can ask a favor for the healing that I need I can ask favor for my kids to be out of this circumstance I can ask favor for uh, that I would just walk in his will all of the things right and I tell you what sometimes we walk around like we're not walking in the favor of God the the word says that if we are righteous and we know God that we are a favored people well sometimes we walk around just hanging our head low like we're not favored that's not the way I know my mama loved me and she cared for me more than anything and so I feel like sometimes we walk around like this and then sometimes we're walking in the world and we're darting things and we get this 
listen, we got things in front of us because everything's coming at us in all the directions, right? The world is trying to spit out everything that it can at you. But let me tell you, the word says that it encompasses like a door, right? So I need some folks. Come up here and surround me. Come surround me. Pastor, come surround me. Uh, Terry, come surround me. Uh, Wes, will you come surround me? Uh, Betty, will you come surround me? Just surround me. So when we begin to walk in the favor of God, sometimes we go out into the world and everything's coming around us. I need, uh, what, come surround me. Come surround me, Betty. Come on. Come, or Noah, come surround me. Uh, so come on around me. So you walk out. But then when you begin to walk in the favor of God, you begin to rely on it. And you don't have to start dodging and all that. See, what happens is, is the word, the favor encompasses you. You've got protection. The word of God encompasses you and shows you favor. And then when you walk out in the world, look, when I'm walking down, I don't have to walk on. I don't have to dodge. I'm walking with confidence. Look, these people are protecting me. It's a shield. It's a shield protecting me because my God is showing me favor. Praise God. Praise God. And I tell you what, that's really cool that I'm walking around in the favor of God. I should have made you stay up here. But you know what's even better for me? I'm telling you what, is that when I'm here and I'm walking in the favor of God and they begin to shield me, right? And we're walking and he's encompassing me. You know, just like Noah. I don't know, I don't know where his family was, but his family got on the ark. His family got on the ark because Noah knew God and they were also showing a little bit of favor, right? And so what all, all these people are encompassing me. Come on up here. My folks, come on up here. Ronnie Wayne, Jackie, my family, come right here. Just stand around me and gather me. See, this is what happens when you have the favor of God on your life. You have the favor. You got these folks. See, all these people. No, no, no. See, we get to walk together. We get to walk together and just envision that shield, that shield, right? All these people, because we're walking in the righteousness of God, all of these people get to walk with me praise God and the shield is still around me all these people get to walk with me the family got on the boat because Noah was righteous these are the folks it's really cool that I get the favor of God but you know what what's even better for me is all of them all of them are shown the favor too because God is good he's a good good father and we can overcome things through his favor. He shows us protection. He shows us opportunity. He shows us preference. And we can overcome. And we can. We should be able to walk with our heads held high that we are encompassed by the favor of God. We are his favorites. We are his favorites, God. Thank you. I thank you that my children are protected, God. I thank you that we are favored. You are good. You are good even when we don't deserve it, God. You are good. Your grace and your mercy. You are good. The times, Lord, that I I didn't deserve it and I was walking the wrong way, God. You had people in my life saying to show her favor. God, we're so thankful for that. I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful for that. Thank you. So I'm telling you right now, you need a new job. You need to ask for a favor, and you need to receive it. 
You need a healing. You need to ask for favor and receive it. You need restoration in a relationship. You need to ask for favor and receive it. You need circumstances to change in a in a relationship or, or any circumstance. You need to ask for favor and receive it. You need freedom from depression. You need freedom from anxiety. You need freedom from stress. You need freedom from addiction. You need to ask the favor, favor of God. He wants to show us his favor. The word says that it surrounds us. It encompasses us. Are we living like it? Are we walking with our heads held low? Are we constantly trying to shield what's coming our way? Or are we just knowing that God's protection and favor is around us? And I'm going to walk with my hands held high and just praise you in the middle of it. And not only am I going to do that, but my family's going to fit in there too, God. My family's going to fit in there too and walk in your favor my father is the king of all kings and he holds the world in his hands we should act like it I get to ask for favor and blessing and protection with authority and know I'm going to receive it and once you've walked in it you won't know how to live without it You won't know how to 